It's time for the best 60 minutes of your life. This is the Homer Hour, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studio at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Here's Emmy Award winner, Homer. minutes of your day. Wednesday means it's very busy if you're new. It means Rain Man is first. Caller 5. 1-800-990-3776. Caller 5. The challenge is new like never before. This competition goes until the end of June. 15 questions, 2 minutes. And whoever has the most in their weekly competition is the champion and wins Cousin Subs for a year. We've already had, though we're early on, just in February, the highest total, I believe, ever. Correct, Pebble? I believe so, as far as I've been working 12? on the show. Yeah. 12. Yes. Rick so and Brookfield. That means you got to beat or tie 12, because if it's a tie at the end, then we randomly pick the winner. But you still automatically get a $25 gift card from Cousin Subs if you're the competition, and maybe, maybe you'll shock the world. Uh I had rules of homerism that I created many years ago, and one was upsets are for losers, because generally they are. You want to be the favorite. So it's possible that you could pull off one of the great upsets and do 12 or better, but it's probably not how you'd bet. But you automatically get a $25 gift card, even if you suck. And some people have, but not many. I I would say 12 is going to be a winner, but... Maybe someone will prove me wrong. We have had former champions come back and and do impressive. Uh, 10, 12 is uh, Pebble Suds seems to be best. So uh, the sponsors of our great Rain Man competition. And then uh, Jason Wilde will be on at about 5.15. And then Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports. Uh, as an aside, tomorrow is our first Thursday basketball show with the Hall of Famer Tony Smith. And uh, whatever guest. Uh, I thought we might try to get Zora, who used to be on the show. Uh, she was doing the play-by-play, or I've seen her on Peacock a couple times, with Caitlin Clark, who um, is greatest greatest female shooter ever. She's she's Steph Curry of women's college basketball. And the the, the discussion will be whether or not she will go in the WNBA or stay in college next year. She has one more year. And I can state. Guaranteed, unless the WMDA owners would do something to put together. She'd make more money playing in college than she would in the WNBA, as I said, unless they want to come up in Annie, because I would guess she's got to be worth a million dollars to play at at, uh, Iowa. I think every game this year they've played has been a sellout. So she certainly generated that kind of money, and uh, with name, image, and likeness, and the advertising that she's done, which makes sense, uh, I would say... Maybe she's worth more than a million dollars, and I don't think you can make a million dollars for a year at the WNBA. Again, unless some teams to get get together and feel like it would be worth it to have her in the league, which, of course, it would. 1-800-990-3776. Rain Man, 15 questions, two minutes. Great partners. I mentioned Cousin Subs and also Saganiac Planning. The name's synonymous with employee benefits and top-notch service. And now, since I realized I was wrong... 
been doing it well for over 50 years. That's how they're that good. They were good the first year. Imagine how good they are now. So it is now Saganiac Planning, the name synonymous with employee benefits, top-notch service, and doing it well for over 50 years. And the phone number you can remember, all you got to remember is 783. Saganiac Planning, 262-783. Roger Maris, Roger Maris, 6161. Bad number again, 262-783-6161. Joining us now is Terry in Waukesha. We've had a Terry in Waukesha that's done very well in the past, maybe even a champion. I don't know if this is the same Terry. Terry, good afternoon, good evening. Good evening, Homer. How are you? Living the dream. Your resume, please, for Rain Man. Three-time champion. Three-time champion. Oh, now he wants to see if he can get to 12, right? One of these days we'll go to breakfast, and I hope to get 13 today. Yeah. <laughs> the first question is the Big Papa Saganiac Planning Marquette trivia question. You ready to go? As ready as I'll ever be. All right. Three, two, one, go. What is Doc Rivers' real first name? Glenn. Correct. As a head coach, how many NBA titles for Doc Rivers? One. Correct. As a player, how many NBA titles for Doc Rivers? Zero. Correct. How old is Damian Lillard? 32. Incorrect. With what overall pick was Lillard taken in the 2012 NBA draft? 11. Incorrect. 2012 NBA draft. Bucks had the 14th pick and took what player from North Carolina? Pass. This year in the NFL, he led the league with 274 yards passing per game. Dak Prescott. Incorrect. This year in the NFL, he led the league throwing four pick sixes. Mm, pass. This year in the NFL, he led the league 37.3 passing attempts per game. Dak Prescott. Incorrect. This year in the NFL, he led the league 135 receptions. Oh, boy. Pass. This year, he led the Packers with 64 receptions. Jaden Reed. Correct. How many interceptions did Jordan Love throw this season? 11. Correct. How many career home runs for Albert Pujols? Six thirty-five. Incorrect. How many career home runs for Henry Aaron? Seven fifty-five. How many career correct? How many career home runs for Barry Bonds? Seven sixty-two. That's correct. This year in the NFL, he led the league one hundred thirty-five receptions. Oh, goodness. No idea. Uh, this year in the NFL, he led the league throwing four pick sixes. Sam Howell. That is correct. Nicely done. 2012 NBA Draft Bucks had the 14th pick and took what player from North Carolina? 2012. 14. Um, uh, I know him. Uh, John Henson. John, John Henson is correct, but I think it's too late. Is that too late, Pebble? Ooh. Yeah, the buzzer went off already. Three, four. I got uh, eight. I have eight as well. All right. That's it. We'll see how tough it is. What is, the, what is Doc Rivers' real first name? Yes, Glenn, Doc Rivers. I think Rick Majerus gave him the nickname Doc, but I'm not sure. As a head coach, yes, won one title with the Boston Celtics. We hope a second with the Milwaukee Bucks. As a player, zero titles. I don't think any of his teams even made the finals. How old is Damian Lillard? Pebble? 33. 33 is correct. With what overall pick was Lillard taken? In the sixth. Sixth is correct as well. And yes, the Bucks had the 14th pick. I think they actually made a trade and moved down or whatever. But they took John Henson. I don't know. 
<laughs> it's amazing. I thought Hanson played like 20 years ago. Lillard's in the same draft. All right. This year in the NFL, he led the league with 274 passing yards per game. What do you say, Pebble? 274 passing yards per game? Yep. What quarterback? Jared Goff? C.J. Stroud. That surprise you? Yeah. And yes, Sam Howell, four pick sixes. This year in the NFL, he led the league 37.3 passing attempts per game. This will, this will surprise you. Josh Allen? Patrick Mahomes. Now this one you will get easily, Pebble. This year he led the league 135 receptions. Oh, C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb is correct. Yes, Jaden Reed led the Packers with less than half. That's 64. Jordan Love had 11 interceptions. How many career home runs for Albert Pujols? 703? 703 is a correct answer and 755, 762. I would say Terry will go over and think probably could have had 10 or 11. I agree. C.D. Lamb you should have got. Uh, I don't know about any of the others, though. Sam, maybe, maybe the Lillard age or yeah, maybe the Lillard, Lillard draft pick. Yeah, no, Lillard you only missed by a year, so. Uh, all right, yeah, well, nicely done, Terry. Thanks for participating. Three-time champion. I think we'll, we, I think Terry is going to be here because I'm not sure how many people are going to want to compete. Again, 12 is the best. Who did it again, Pebble? It was uh, Rick and Brookfield. Rick and Brookfield. And I'm... I'm um, I'm not concerned, but I want to make sure the questions are good, but not too easy. Uh, were those too easy, Pebble? No, those are pretty good. Okay, yeah. because I don't want to. I don't want Rick to call up and say, "Or come on, Homer, you softened it just because I got 12. Um, but I did think Terry had a chance. Oh, definitely, he could have got at least ten or eleven, probably. I would think. Yes, he was getting close. I thought Sam Howe with four pick sixes. Whew. C.J. Stroud. 274 yards passing per game. It's about the only one. Lillard, 33. That's old. For NBA, it is, yeah. I mean, not if you're LeBron James, but aside from LeBron James, yeah, 33. Well, they, they got some more preseason fiddling and diddling to do for in the next uh, few weeks, and then we'll get toward the playoffs, and we'll find out how good the Milwaukee Bucks can be with. Giannis and Dame time. Jason Woolley. Now he worries. Um, I don't want to go too early because last week he called. We, he felt like we called too early, right? Was that what it is? He was just surprised we called so early. Yeah, understandably. Usually so. we're late. We're almost always late. Not today. Jason Wildey. Next. Everybody should get information about the Green Bay Packers from Jason Wildey every day of the year. You can go to the various places. WisconsinOnDemand.com. You can certainly get it on this show Monday and Wednesdays now. Good afternoon, Jason. Hello, Steve. How are you? I am living the dream, and of course, everything is important as it relates to the Green Bay Packers. So Justin Fields, the quarterback the Chicago Bears have noticed in the division, said his decision to unfollow the Bears on Instagram is nothing more than his needing a break from social media this offseason. Um, Justin, if you want to break from social media, social media, don't follow it. Just, just no one forces yeah, you. Delete the app. Delete yes. the app. You don't need to unfollow the bears. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, uh, that, I saw that. Uh, he just doesn't want to see football on his feed. So he's not really taking a break from social media. He's taking a break from football on social media. Uh, I don't care enough to go through and see 
uh, if he like unfollowed a bunch of teammates. Or Man, because it, do, do you think like, he's going to be with the Bears next year? I don't. Yeah. No. I don't. Because they think they're, they're, that they're Caleb gonna... Williams is too good to pass up and will be a better right. quarterback, so they will trade fields, get what they can, and now they also benefit from having the young quarterback that you don't have to pay for X number of years. Right? Well, and it also kind of starts the clock anew because now you'll have a rookie starter. So, I mean, I, I'll be honest. Once we knew that they were going to have the number one overall pick from the Panthers, who obviously acquired it uh, to take Bryce Young, which did not go very well did not, uh, no. in his first season. Does not mean that he won't turn it around, but um, I don't know. I, I got a buddy who works for the Panthers, um, and I feel bad for him because they, they seem to be with an owner who throws drinks on fans uh, in Jacksonville and who basically was the one who told them they had to take Bryce Young instead of C.J. Stroud. Uh, and then fired the coach, and I mean that seems like everything. Do you believe they would not? That, they would have taken Stroud if not for the owner. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about their former yeah. GM okay. to know, but you know they've they've obviously changed out everybody there, um, except for the defensive coordinator, who I still believe the Packers would have hired had he been free to roam about the job market. Um, but look, if 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 you're going to have a uh, if you're going to draft a new quarterback yet again, which obviously the Bears have now done that a few times uh, in pretty rapid succession, because I think Trubisky was the 17 draft, which ain't that long ago, no. right? Um, but they're doing, they're doing, I, I, they're taking a quarterback now only because they made a great deal to get the first overall pick. They would not be taking well, a quarterback taking, if they were picking later in the first round, correct? Yeah, I mean, had the had the had the Panthers won more games. Right. Fields would still be the quarterback probably, right? Well, unless unless they had, you know, what is the Bears pick? Eighth? Seventh? Somewhere in there. I I didn't look. Um, uh, If they packaged, you know, let's say the Panthers had won enough games to be picking like fifth. And then they had the fifth and the eighth pick. Maybe that they could put that together and go up and get one of the quarterbacks if they really were convinced that uh, this guy, that Fields wasn't the guy. Look, I, we have teammates in Chicago. They all swear by all the qualities that Justin Fields has, except for the fact that they don't know if he can consistently throw the ball well. Right. Which is obviously damn important as a quarterback. So, Well, you know, and then if you have option. an availability for a quarterback that you believe is really, really good, then that's the other part of it. I don't, I'm assuming, right? Uh yeah, I mean, look, the, the 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 fact of the matter is is that the, I don't know if it's universal, but uh, it is largely the belief that Caleb Williams is special with a capital S, like the Peyton Manning type special, um, like like you can't have the number one overall pick and pass him up special. Now that doesn't make him a can't miss prospect, but it certainly makes him more likely to succeed as a thrower of the football, which is the number one job of a quarterback, yep. uh, than what we've seen from Justin Fields. So that does – look, it does relate to the Packers. I, I, I was surprised that they didn't – knowing that they were going to have this pick then, I was surprised that they kept Matt Eberflus, who is a defensive-oriented head coach, 
Well, obviously they did not. I mean, I know they won a bunch of games uh, during the second half of the season, but uh, I don't know. Uh, so my point is, is that it starts the clock again on their GM and their head coach uh, and maybe gives them another year or two with a young quarterback before uh, the Bears do what they always do, which is change leadership or change quarterbacks or both. Yeah, and I, so how many more years could Fields play before you have to give him all the money? Just completed his third, so, so two. So, so, so he was obviously he was a first round pick, right? Uh, he just finished his third season, so they would be at the point where they or whoever they trade him to would have to decide on picking up the fifth year option. We saw what the Packers did, who after Jordan Love finished his third season, having started one game and having thrown 157 passes in games that actually counted. Uh, the Packers did not give him the fifth-year option. Instead, they gave him that half-measure contract, and now they'll sign him to an extension sometime after May 3rd. So, you know, whoever has Justin Fields, if he gets traded or if he stays with the Bears, which I don't anticipate, they must decide by May whether or not they're going to give him the fifth-year option. What would you do? Uh, I would trade Justin Fields. Uh I don't know. You know. I guess it depends on where he gets traded, but um, you know, I would get what I can for him and hope that I can develop him better than the Bears did, and I can get a former first-round pick who has a bunch of valuable experience, even though he hasn't had you know a ton of success. Uh, I would hope as that new team for him that I have the right coaching staff. I might go out and hire Tom Clements um, to get yeah. him to be the best thrower of the football he can. Because, again, you know, I, I know this from talking to Waddle and Sylvie and some of my friends that cover the Bears. Like, he's – they all swear by him. Like, he is a great dude. He's a great teammate. His players love him. Um, you know, I know he had that thing uh, early in the season where he said he was playing robotic, and he said it was because of the, the coaches, which was – you know, he got well. Then they they must think they that, should keep him. I think right? he was telling the truth. No, I I don't think so. I think oh. that that's my point is that he's got all these great qualities, but he doesn't he doesn't throw the ball well consistently, uh, and that you just you can't win if you don't True. do that part of the job. Like Jordan Love could be the exact same guy and have all those great qualities, but if Jordan Love didn't throw the ball like he did the last nine games, would the Packers be paying him when they sign him to an extension? Hell no. They'd be having him play out the second year of that half-measure deal and then see if they've got him. Like, what well, we saw in the first half of the season, yeah, everybody loved Jordan. He's a great teammate. He's good leadership. He's, he's the kind of guy that he doesn't chew you out and embarrass you. Uh, he knows how to connect with his teammates. The coaches felt really good about how he listened and learned and wanted to do all the right things. But if he sucked as a thrower, and I'm not saying Justin Fields sucks. That's stronger than I would want to use. I shouldn't have said that. But if he doesn't throw the ball consistently, he can't be the guy. you got to have somebody who throws the ball from the pocket consistently and accurately and with touch, and he, he has not proven that he can do that on a consistent basis. So I think you, you definitely take Caleb Williams, and you hope that you get it right this time because, you know, uh, Sid Luckman is still wondering why you got rolling over in his grave, wondering why you haven't found a quarterback as good as he was. Yep. All right, let's get to the Green Bay Packers. How good do you think 
Goody believes his team will be this season as to whether it will or won't influence going any direction in free agency. But even aside from free agency, just do you think he believes they're going to be a player and is going to view the Packers now as a team not like it was after Rodgers had proven it, but like, you know, the second or third year of Rodgers as a starter. I guess maybe the second when they proved they were a player. Yeah, I mean, I think he, he certainly knows that they're going to be a contender. I, you know, I feel like we're getting a little bit, as is often the case with my amazingly talented uh, sidekick on our program, I think we're getting a little over our skis. Okay, so what is uh, that? What is over the skis? What's I, what's appropriate I, I think, and what is not over the skis? I think there. I think it's appropriate to say that they are one of the teams in the NFC that will be in contention to win the Super Bowl. I think they will make the playoffs. Um, they won a playoff game this year. There's no reason for me to think they can't win one next year. But hey, I'm sure the 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 the, the Dallas Cowboys thought they were playing at home where they were invincible all year. They weren't going to lose a playoff game. I'm sure that the Packers, if they have a good season and they get a home playoff game and they win the division, I'm sure they'll feel that same way. But as the Packers themselves proved, the seventh seed could come in and whip your ass. Mm-hmm. So I just don't, you know, this idea that now they're the, the uh, favorite in the NFC, I think maybe we have a little bit of uh, bias toward the team that we know the most about, which a lot of times for me, I tend to go the other way with my bias. I know their flaws better, and I tend to, you know, maybe underestimate them because I see the flaws more than outside national people may see in them. But when I look at this team and what they did offensively, you know, you bring Aaron Jones back, um, you you figure out what you're doing on the offensive line and whether or not your left tackle of the current of the present and the future is going to be Rashid Walker because you're going to move on from David Bakhtiari. You can create some cap space if you want to add a free agent to maybe fill the void at safety. Um, look, there's a lot of reasons to think, hey, these guys are going to be pretty good. I'm not saying that Packers fans shouldn't feel that way, but it's again, it's so stinking hard to get to the Super Bowl and and to just take a second half like they had and then put them in the Super Bowl. Like I look back on the 2001 team and the 2007 team, right? Like both those teams took successful second halves of the seasons uh, under first-year head coaches, uh, Mike Sherman in 2000 and Mike McCarthy in 2006, and parlayed that into outstanding second season. Now this is a second-year starter at quarterback instead of a second-year coach, but Again, they then got to the playoffs, and they didn't quite get it done, right? I mean, the Packers barred through the six picks, three that were returned for touchdowns in St. Louis. The, the 2007 team loses at home in the bitter cold to the Giants. Like, it is hard. And no matter how good you are, any given playoff Sunday, more than any other Sunday, you can lose. And so I think they're a contender. I think Packers fans should expect them to be a contender. I don't think it'll be playing with house money or – uh, oh, no, but nobody has expectations for these guys. I think that is no longer the case. But I'm not penciling them in in Super Bowl 59 in New Orleans. It's, it's hard to get there. As we all know, after the 13 years since Aaron Rodgers got him there with the 2010 team. So 
uh, that to me, the, the, this idea that they're the Super Bowl favorites from uh, the NFC, that's getting over your Has head. anybody said that? I think there are a fair number of Packers fans that view them. Really? I don't see how you could pick them ahead of San Francisco. I think people think the 49ers are getting old. I think uh, they're not Mm -hmm. believers in uh, the quarterback. I think they think that um, Brock Purdy's been exposed as a nice quarterback in the regular season who can get it done, but um, I don't know. I didn't think he played that poorly in the Super Bowl. No, I think he did well enough to... I mean, yeah, they had the chance to win. They sure did. So, right. I I think he's. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how you can pick. Are they, is San Francisco that old? Uh, I don't. I don't. I have not studied their roster, but it does. You know. I mean, if Dallas wasn't, I, I do think if that, Dallas weren't, weren't such big chokes for so many years, you'd have Dallas ahead of the Packers. But yeah, nobody. That's one. There's a team right there that no one is going to put ahead of the Packers right Correct. now. They've got a coach on the last year of his deal, a quarterback on the last year of his deal. The ownership obviously doesn't feel confident in either one of them to extend them, so they're both kind of lame ducks. But who knows? Maybe that, maybe that's the formula, and, you know, they're the ones that uh, emerge and things change down in Big D. I would say for the Packers to uh, make it further or uh, win a game, again, I think they have to win the division. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, would I, if if you if you forced me now, without any not knowing who the draft picks are going to be, without knowing what they're going to do in free agency, uh, just basing it solely on, you know, my, what I saw from them this season and thinking that Goody um, will augment their defense the way he restocked their offense with the draft and do it somewhat effectively, maybe not quite as effectively as they did with the offense this year. I would pick them to win the division. Uh, it's I think it would I think it's going to be really close with Detroit. I wouldn't say that they're the shoe in to win the division, but uh, I could see them winning the division, winning a playoff game, uh, and then having a tough time in an in a divisional round game that could go either way. And maybe they get farther. Maybe they get to an NFC title game. Maybe they do get to the Super Bowl. But I, I just I just feel like it's really hard, and I think. So what they were able to do, routing the Cowboys and then playing, you know, basically having the game in their hands in San Francisco, uh, who did not play well. And we've said before, you and I, that Shanahan coached not to lose instead of coaching to win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's folks that, that the expectations have gone through the roof. And that's fine. That's, that's okay. I, and maybe they'll be right. I was wrong about this team. I thought they were going to win six games this year. But – I just think it's really hard, and there's, you know, it's been 26, it's been 13 years since Packers went to the Super Bowl. Tausch and I went through this earlier in the week. And so 26 different opportunities for teams to be in the Super Bowl. Okay, right? One from each conference. Uh, 13 different teams have been to the Super Bowl because New England went five times, uh, Kansas City went four, and San Francisco went three in that time. So that accounts for 12 of the 26, those three teams. The rest of the way, it's a lot of teams that have been there once or maybe twice. The Rams went twice, et cetera. Packers was zero, but, you know, that, there's another 19 team, 18 teams in addition to the Packers 
that since Super Bowl 45 have not been to the Super Bowl, and some of them are crummy, but some of them are pretty good teams. And they weren't able to get there either. So you got to get you got to get some bounces and some luck. You got to stay healthy. I mean, for and all I would the, say the Packers got all those things last year. Uh, yes, uh, I mean, yeah, it would have been nice. There to is have no Christian way. Watson. There is no way that Aaron Jones will be as healthy as perfectly as he was this season. Zero chance. Well, I mean, remember he missed six games. I understand. And parts of two others with the hamstring and the knee. So you're talking about, you know, can he play instead of playing in uh, 11 games? Can he play in 14? No, no. And and he wasn't, you know, and remember, uh, while he was playing, he was playing hurt for a good chunk before he had the five games of right. 100 yards. No, they got a, so they got a perfectly effective. healthy, you know, running back at the end of the year, right? And there's no way that's going to happen again. He may play, but there's no way he's going to be as perfect as he was in terms of his condition as this year. Well, and he was perfect because he had a lot of time off. Right. But, um, they did not. They they did not have. I know that there were a lot of guys on injury reports every week and everything like that, but they did not have a difficult year injury wise. They were they weren't super healthy, but they were. They were comparatively healthy, and there were a lot of other teams in the league that would have loved to have had their limited injury problems. So maybe that happens next year. Maybe it doesn't. I'm, all I'm saying is, is that the expectations will be higher, and there's deer in the yard, and the dogs are barking at Yeah. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> all right, Homer. Take care. Be good. Jason Willie, all Packers, all the time. Yeah, I would say to uh... – to get as far as they did this year in the playoffs, I think they need to win their division. I'm uh, early on picking a tie between the Lions and the Packers with the Packers winning the tiebreaker. But nothing is as strong as my wish. Packers versus Aaron Rodgers and the Jets in the Super Bowl. Oh, yes. Tim Van Vorn coming up soon, not next. Get your St. Patrick's Day started early and take part in the 15th annual Shamrock Shuffle on Saturday, March 2nd. Grab your tickets now at shamrockshufflewi.com. Proceeds benefit Special Olympics, Wisconsin. Go beyond your field of study and get a world-class education in leadership by joining the U.S. Army ROTC. As an Army officer, you'll work side-by-side with peers who support your growth, and you'll become a role model, mentor, and decision-maker in any environment, at any scale, it's a challenging path, but along the way, you'll sharpen your skills and show yourself and those around you exactly what you're capable of. Decide to lead at GoArmy.com slash officer or contact your local Marquette University Army ROTC program to get started. Uh, later on, Marquette will be playing at home against DePaul, and I would say there was no chance Marquette would lose that game. I may believe that, but uh, Ohio State within fill-in head coach, Defeated Purdue. That didn't seem possible. And last night, Creighton, though they're good, beat UConn by 19, 18 or 19. Granted, it was in Omaha, but still. Marquette losing to DePaul would be a little bigger than both of those, but I wouldn't have thought either of those were possible either. And every day there's a list of all the incredibly high number of upsets there have been. By ranked teams losing another, I don't know what the 
specific specifics. If there were, yeah, at, but, yeah Mar- Mar- Marquette favored by twenty six and a half yeah. tonight. Ohio State was eight and a half point underdogs at home to Purdue. Just eight, Just and, a eight half? and a half. Yep. All right. Uh, all right. There's probably been somebody that was twenty six and a half and lost or close to that. What was? Uh, I know there was one in the in the high twenties early. I don't know which game it was. And yesterday, UConn was only favored by two and a half over Creighton. That's insanity. By two and a half. Yep. I'd have mortgaged the house and taken UConn. I wouldn't have been able to uh, do the show tonight because I would have been looking for another home. Two and a half? That's right. Wow. I mean, Creighton's good, but no way. And I didn't realize, maybe that's what they knew in Vegas, that UConn had not won on the road against a ranked team since, what, 2014. Yep, I love it when they give you that stuff after the game. Were you aware of that before the game? I was not. I was shocked when I saw it. Right, no, but then everybody should have said that, so... That may explain part of the reason that the Titanic did better than Marquette did in the game at UConn. But, um, yeah, find I know there's one earlier this year. It was 2025, 20, something like that. Uh, I don't know what Chicago State was when they upset Northwestern at Northwestern, the game after Northwestern beat then number one Purdue. Let's look that up. I I would guess, what did you say, uh, 22, 26? What is it now? It was uh, 26 and a half, Mark. 26 and a half. That's, that's a lot of points. All right. I bet that I'm going with there has been a game this year where a 26 and a half point underdog has won. Chicago State, uh, Northwestern was fair by 24 and a half. 24 and a half. I got close. I think there's one more. I feel like I watched the highlights on TV uh, with seven, two and a half John Anderson of ESPN, and it was something like that. But yeah, Chicago State when they beat uh, Northwestern, I said if I was president of the team, I'd have or the university, I would have walked down and uh, and said you're the coach for life. You can coach here for the rest of your life. Um, Chicago State, you can't believe how bad they've been. Right after the game, after Northwestern defeated, then number one Purdue. He's not next. Next is finding out that 26-and-a-half-point underdog that has won this year in college basketball. I'm sure of it. Next. Saganiac Planning, named synonymous with employee benefits and top-notch service. I've been saying that for years and years. Wrong. Wrong. Not that they aren't that, but they're more. Over 50 years. Family-owned for over 50 years. That's how they can be that good. I'm sure they were good the first year. They've been doing it for more than 50 years. That's how they simplify confusing insurance decisions. That's how they have level-funded health insurance. That's how they're small enough to handle your needs with special attention and large enough to have the clout to make it happen. Better than 50 years. Doing it great. That's what you know about Saganiac Planning. And a name synonymous with employee benefits and top-net service. And a phone number you can remember. Just remember 783-262-783. Roger Maris, Roger Maris, 6161. Tim Van Vorn coming up. Did we get anybody to say that a team larger than a 24-and-a-half-point underdog has won in men's college basketball this year? Chicago State did that over Northwestern because Marquette is favored tonight by 26-and-a-half. The uh, Institute, did they help us out? I haven't seen anybody post anything, no. All right, I'll just assume that I'm wrong. The high is 24 and a half. Marquette favored by 26 and a half against DePaul. Tim Van Born next. The three most important letters in sports. 
better than those. TVV. 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 It's Fox 6 Sports Director Tim Van Voren on the Homer Hour on 94.5 ESPN. Three-time Wisconsin Sportscaster, the Hall of Fame wingman. He avals, he adds some level of decency to the show. Uh, just calm down, but he'll be tough when he needs to be. He just doesn't yell as much as I do. Tim Van Born, Fox 6 Sports TVV. Good evening. Homer, a pleasure as always, and I look forward to uh, your working later tonight as well. Just can't lose. Can't lose. Right. right. All right, to the Packers. Paul can. Though. Yeah, they got DePaul. that down. I there's no, I don't, I don't care enough to try to figure it out. But there's no way the school in Chicago should be that bad. So, um, I don't know if they're going to hire the coach at Green Bay, or I would seriously consider the coach at Chicago State, um, because uh, both have done amazing things when it looked like no one could win there. But anyway, that's their yep. problem. I just, <laughs> uh, in terms of uh, getting crushed by UConn, it will make it pretty certain to me. That Marquette's not losing tonight because they'd probably like to put a whooping on somebody after the one they took. But all right, let's get to the pack. What's what's your th- first thought on the pack? Let's go. How good are they going to be? What are they going to do? Who's going to come back? Who's not going to come back? Uh, it's all going to be fine. Let's. Show how many days till they start the regular season? Where do you want to start? I was a little surprised they let Keyshawn Nixon's contract expire. Uh, no surprise with Darnell Savage and Josh Nyman. Not a, you know, it's not impossible that Nixon would come back, but I think I think he uh, has a role on a team. And um, you know, I don't know what the coaching evaluations are of him, and certainly of the new defensive coordinator who will meet the media tomorrow. Uh, but I, I was a little surprised about that. Um, I don't. I I know that there's uh, some. Could they still bring the, him back for? Yes. Tech returns, sure. Yeah, and he sure. can still he help. Bring him back for yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's why I think he's got a place on the team, uh, you know, he, or he could, uh, because of that skill alone. But here's one thing you have to think about. Mm. The Packers are going to have some money in free agency this yes. year, and they have five of the first, you know, top 100 draft choices. Correct. And then more draft choices after that. So you are going to find some people coming into Green Bay at positions where you probably go, hmm, I didn't know the Packers were thinking they needed an upgrade there. And that, that if you bring in, if you have this many avenues to bring in talent it is going to happen yeah uh and then that leads to the question i just tell everybody assume they're going to do nothing of significance in free agency because that's what happens every year and if it happens then i'll be happy to admit i'm wrong but that's not the way to expect but maybe i'm missing how good they might think the team could be i don't know uh, he did. He went big in free agency when they clearly needed defensive help. That's a few years ago, and they really haven't needed to do anything of that magnitude. Agree or not? Uh, I would agree. I, and obviously, the team needed it that time. And Brian Gutekunst was very aggressive, and they changed the complexion of the team. I mean, you brought in Preston Smith, you brought in Zadarius Smith, you brought in Adrian Amos. Uh, I think Billy Turner was also in that class. Went out and got guys who played for you, and and you know became immediate contributors. So it is possible. But if you've been a Packer observer of any length, you know that that's not what they normally do, that they target a couple of signings and try to upgrade at those spots. And you know, what their internal evaluations reveal may not be, reflect what we think we know about the NFL. Or if you play fantasy football, you know these guys' names or you know, you've heard of this guy somewhere else. Hey, all of a sudden they bring in somebody else and they're slotting them for a spot or they're slotting them for this scheme. 
which is all about projection now based on you know, who you might add to the roster. And I think we could have a, an eyebrow raiser or two. I wouldn't accept, expect them to be high profile, but I, I would think they might sign a, a, someone who turns out to be a starter or two guys who turn mm. out to be starters. Okay, my theory is, look, you got five of the top 100. I'll use two of those and make a deal and get somebody. Is that Does that even happen, or am I just making that up? But It could. I mean, you have draft capital, right? And, yes. And there are teams that are going to want to have draft capital, and there are going to be some trades this year in the draft just because of you know the Bears situation and different people at the top of the draft that are going to move around, and somebody who – makes a run and wants to make some sort of trade there is probably going to come up short if the deal goes elsewhere and then they're going to look to other teams who could package something and that might be where the Packers factor into that so I would not be surprised at all if the Packers use some of that draft capital but uh, you know you're, you're this let's go back a year I mean the Packers don't change their thinking based on results one way or the other very often at all their thought a year ago was this is an overall roster particularly offensively but overall that's going to grow together. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they automatically speed up their timetable because they had success last year. No, they want them I to think... grow again, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you, and, and if you're going to trade those draft picks, then you're going to get somebody who's deeper into his career and costing you more money than if you add five guys, just, just five in those top 100, to say nothing of the rest of their picks who are going to be on rookie contracts. So the ability to grow together, now you have to hit on those guys. That's what it always comes down to. But if you hit on those guys, suddenly you look more like the Lions who can grow together or the Seahawks back in the Legion of Boom era who can grow together. And Goody's been kind of hot. On lower contracts. And Goody's been kind of hot. I guess I, that would make me think there could be one guy, you know, that you could bring in one vet. And I, the, the thought of safety seems most likely position. But then everybody's growing together, but you're, you're, you're still bringing in one but uh, and and I admit, if anybody says it's stupid, to even talk this way, because you're just wasting our time. Don't don't um, don't lead anybody to. Ex- uh, no one should have an expectation of them doing anything. You want to join that club? Uh, you know that's my expectation. I, I would think they sign somebody who may very well may be a starter. If, if you're changing your defensive backfield mm-hmm. right now, you don't have Nixon. So say Nixon's gone. Uh, and your two safeties are gone, mm-hmm. well, that's three guys who are going to play right away that you're adding to your team, three newcomers. I don't think you want three rookies. So I, I could see them getting somebody either in some sort of package trade or a free agent back there, like Adrian Amos was, and then you put a couple of young people around him. I'll join it. So you, th- you think one – see, to me, a defensive backfield now is five guys. Well, it is, but you have you have your corner. I, I, Jair is coming back. Terrence Valentine is coming back. Yep. Eric Stokes, I assume, is is enough. Uh, you know, is, recovers enough to to be a player for you. So you you're starting with those three right off the bat, right? And, and that makes you, you think a safety fits players. best. Safety yeah, makes yeah. most. Sense. I'm saying a slot. You, you need a slot and two safeties who are going to play a ton. You're going to play a ton. You know, based on what it looks like, at least. Uh, going into the next couple of All right, of the people so, they have, who would be the most likely one starting safety? I mean, Anthony Johnson, I, I don't know if they have anybody that they would say would be their starting safeties. Is that, who do they have? Zane Anderson, Anthony I don't, Johnson? I'm, I'm deferring to you on this because you it would be based uh, on your understanding with the coaches and have heard that they like somebody more than people would realize. 
I would think you'll see change back. I, I would think you're not going to see a lot of familiar faces. I mean, I know they liked Jonathan Owens, but I don't know if they like it, if the new coaching staff would like Jonathan Owens. One thing Jonathan Owens did last year that he took pride in, he said, I want to lead this team to himself. I want to lead this team in special teams tackles. Beginning of the year, remember, he barely played from scrimmage. By the end of the year, he was playing full-time at safety. He still volunteered and wanted to play special teams and did lead the team in special teams tackles. You know, that's the kind of stuff that coaches know. Will there be two new starting safeties this year? Yes or no, TVV? Yes. Yes. Whoa! Put that one down, Pebble. Everything over you sell is irrelevant. TVV sees two new starting safeties for the Green Bay Packers. You got anything that good, or are you going to close with that? I'm, I'm, I say, hey, see you next week. Tell yeah! Me. Marquette coming up. The pregame starts at 7, and the game starts at 8. 20! The pa- Marquette is what? 50-point favorite? What was it? 26-and-a-half. 26-and-a-half next.